you gonna like that seat? I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I'm right here by the door. I can sneak out and go to smack. Larry's got a job. He doesn't like the one he's got. He only gets fifty percent. Fifty percent. Drilling in his heart. Drive that funny car out on the ice. He goes to a game. Gets his head in shape. He's only waiting. Waiting. It doesn't matter if they score. All points are ignored. Beggary wants to be a Zamboni driver. 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 What it do? Ten Sheets Podcast, I'm Ross. This is Greg. Today we got the fellas from Morons coming by, the old shed. We got Corey, we got Paul, we got Eddie. Uh, they're going to come talk about everything they're doing and been up to. They got a show tonight. Uh, you'll hear this podcast way after that show has been done. Yeah. But um, So they're coming in from Homo to Baton Rouge to play the show. We figure we're going to catch them, talk to them a little bit. Um, talk about what they're into. These guys have lots of videos. Um, you can catch them on YouTube. You can catch them on Facebook. They got tunes on Bandcamp. They've been doing a lot. Corey's been in the scene forever. I've known Corey <laughs> probably since 2006, 2007. Damn. It's been a long, long <laughs> ride with Corey. Um, and he's met some interesting characters. I met Eddie a long time ago as well. Paul's my enigma. I don't really know Paul yet, and I hope to get to know Paul a little bit better. Um, they played with Glitchell. Absolutely. Put, they, on, put on a banger show. Opened up that show at uh, Todd's Memorial. Yep. They did a great show. They actually played a Glitchell song that brought a lot of people to tears a little bit. <laughs> and uh, They did good. So I, I can't wait to talk to these guys, man. Yeah, man. Let's go see what they got to say, brother. Word. Wait. Take out the papers and the trash. Are you rocking up in the cash? The stop that you ain't gonna rock and roll no more, yucky yak. Don't talk back. Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust out of that room. Get all that garbage out of sight. We don't go out on Friday night, yucky yak. Don't talk back. You just put on your coat and hat. And walk yourself to the laundry mat. And when you're finished doing that. Don't talk back. Alright, well hey, we're here with morons. There we go. They made it. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> so we got yeah. we got uh Corey, Paul, and Eddie 
in, Hi, I'm in Paul. The shit. That's Paul. <laughs> Hi, I'm Corey. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Eddie's like, damn it. <laughs> that was Eddie. All right, so usually we start off the podcast and we talk about where you guys are from, but we've kind of done an intro already and we told everybody, we let the cat out of the bag, you're from Homa. Yeah. Right? So far, everybody yeah. on the show has been from the Baton Rouge area. So I'm kind of going to round robin with you guys and talk about like how you grew up in Homa playing music, and I want to hear it from all of you, not just like one of you. Oh, that's so, tough. Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. <laughs> it's a tough question. on this fucking podcast. Right. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, like, it's a lot to ask of a bunch of morons. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So you guys, you guys grew up in home, all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Did you go to middle school? Uh, Any yes, but school. not together. Not together. Okay. Yeah. We did you play same, music? What? We went to the same school, but not together. Oh no, yeah, we, we all did go to St. Francis, but yeah, like never kind of together. Yeah. Yeah, never together. Right now. A little bit of an age gap. Yeah, yeah, age gap. I'm the old fart. He's the middle middle age. Okay. And he's a youngin. So I guess the real question is, when did you all start playing music? Uh, I guess. Me and Eddie first started right. playing together yeah. in 2008 in Gigawatt, and then me and Paul started playing together, what, it was like 2014? 13, 14 with Lamesers? I guess 14? Yeah, it was only one year. <laughs> yeah, we put out the, that album in 15, and then, yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, it didn't last very long. Okay. But it was fun. All right. Does, do any of you have any, like, formal education in music like uh, no, I, no. Was, I was in the marching band that's what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> yeah i, what, I did trumpet in in the elementary band and 10th grade i started trombone yeah nice nice you yeah. i wanted to be in a sky band no i wanted to be in the <laughs> band. i wanted to be in the band when i was in like grade school but i wanted to play drums and they were like, no, nah, you should play trumpet. And I was, man, fuck that. And now I'm like, man, why, why didn't I learn how to play the trumpet? That would have been rad. So missed opportunity, idiot kid shit, you know? Is it? Maybe oh, not, I you know? I took piano lessons as a little kid, too, oh, for years. Yeah. I used Did to you? walk down the street to this I old lady's house. Uh, oh, I can't remember her yeah, name. I but yeah, I took piano lessons. They wouldn't let me. Uh, my mom wouldn't pay for me to be in the band, school band. So <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Just started playing guitar when I was 13, and what the hell was that lady's name? Progressed from there. <laughs> hey, he's, hung up on, he's hung up on his <laughs> piano teacher's so, name. Was it Miss Deucerberry? No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. you had Timmy Deucerberry teach you some guitar licks. A little so. bit, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, you said you started playing at 13, guitar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 13. 13? About, yeah. about 12, 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, it's like about everybody right right, right. Yeah. that's a common thread right so what were you guys listening to at 13 years old that MC inspired Hammer. you to play no <laughs> to play guitar my older brother played guitar so i was about 10 or 11 trying to learn stuff from him and he would play uh smashing pumpkins he would play the lick and then he would turn towards me like all right i'm gonna show it to you and then he would turn his back to me and play it and then he would look at me and then he would turn his back to me and play it <laughs> So I didn't actually learn then, but that was my older brother. <laughs> this was Siamese Dream? Yeah, this was, that was when, yeah, Siamese Dream must have just came out around then. It was today. The was song it? that he was playing, the, the little lick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was at 13, I was probably, probably like Face to Face, Green Day, Descendants, Ball Weevils, shit like that. You eclectic. Yeah. Son of a <laughs> well, some of the first like songs I learned how to play was Ball Weevils, which they're not like super huge, but they're just but, like, I don't but, know, like, I got into that. You hear what he said, right? 
Yeah. And then he said, like, Smashing Pumpkins, and, like, I'm the same as this. Yeah, well, I had older brothers and friends that were, like, got into punk. I, like, kind of got into punk right before it broke big, like, like Dookie came out what ninety three four four yeah yeah um my brother's friend Vaughn who was in number four like I saw him like for a complunk tour and I think he got like a Dookie primo demo tape before you know it was released to the public or whatever so we like we're listening to that and just kind of was a little bit ahead of the game I guess yeah you're kind of yeah. unfair yeah that you uh-huh. got all this like. Nobody's listening to this dude. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of people we talked. Yeah, to pretty much like, everybody we talked to is like, yeah, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Green Day. I mean, Nirvana. Yeah, I was on that too at that time. Yeah, I was. I was oh. the one that was in the the grunge, like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Yeah, I didn't. I was asked to be in a punk band when I was seventeen. I was like thinking, oh, we're gonna sound like Green Day, and they're like, no, no, like old school, like Bad Religion, face to face. Yeah. Stuff like uh um, Yeah, you need to go back and something else. see what that was. Stuff right? that I'd never heard of at that time. Yeah, so and yeah. it's weird because we talked to a lot of people like <coughs> when you grow up in South Louisiana, man, it's those records aren't prevalent when you go yeah, to, it's, a, it's hard to a record to find. store, block Blockbuster or Circuit City or yeah. whatever the wherever the hell you got your tangible media. Blockbuster, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. Because bought a record like, of Blockbuster. That was like the days of mail order. You, yeah. you remember Insomnia? It was like yes. a two-headed mailman. Dude. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was like one of the first mail order eggs we ever had, and it was just like a lot of shit. Just kind of taking chances on, yeah, lists and some skateboard of them magazines had, and shit. Some of them had artwork, so, so you didn't have a lot to go on. So it was just like. Ah, fuck it. It was cheap, though. So yeah, like, I remember buying yeah, records just going off the cover. Yeah, like, what's yeah. no use for a name? That's a really cool name. Yeah. Yeah, Columbia House, BMG. Yeah. And and you kind of, like, dialed in, like, what you want to listen to, and they kind of sent you whatever they wanted yeah. to. Like, this is Yeah, selling. I remember Insomnia would send you, like, flipper seven inches for free. It's like, right. I guess they were trying to, you know, everybody, that old school raunch <laughs> punk okay. band, you know, flipper, they... They're like legendary, but like they're not really well known at all. So I don't know. I guess they just had a bunch of their stock. It was like, here, here's another flipper seven inch. Check them out. <laughs> Take it. Which some of this shit was cool. Some of yeah. it wasn't really up my alley, but you know. So, but what did you what did you guys grow up listening to? Like your folks, probably playing a lot of like old rock and roll, Motown, Beatles, Stones, The Who, okay, shit like that. You know? Does any of that play into how you guys are writing music today? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Any of the old school stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. three core pop is what Morons is, you know. It's like bubblegum pop, but just distorted guitars and stupid lyrics, you know. It's great. It's good stuff. It's not stupid. <laughs> hey, I wrote it. I'm insulting myself. I wrote a lot of the dumb lyrics we wrote. <laughs> All right. Um, so I I could sit here and ask questions for days. Um, yeah. So, all right. So we know, uh, I know that Eddie does a lot of a lot of amazing tattoos in Homa, right? Thank you. Yeah, you're not going to boast about that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> but but I don't know what, like, what do you guys do like other than playing music? What do you guys what are you guys up to like when you're not playing music? I work at a car dealership in the parts department. Done, perfect. <laughs> I deliver food. Yeah, so waiter. Yeah, well, so not like, even we rebranded to ASAP for whatever dumb reason. Yeah, so we talk about like, about that shit. <laughs> if you're in a band that does stuff, it's it's hard to have that really. You need to be free yeah. to do your do your thing, man. Yeah. That's all right. So we talk about that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the free tattoo. I'm not. <laughs> about getting a free I'm tattoo? I'm talk about the free yeah. tattoo. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he brought <coughs> you guys here to freaking air his grievances. Yeah, like I'm here to <laughs> just down on you guys. <laughs> no. Um, Punkathon Greg, DVD. Oh, free Greg, tattoo. some Punkathon DVDs. <laughs> Dude, so here's the, here's the story. You, right? Are you owed a tattoo? 
I'm not. In oh. his brain, he is. I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. But one of my friends is. But anyway, oh. uh, I don't know this. I don't, story. Yeah, this is probably something that we auctioned off or forgot yeah. about or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, this is Marshall. By the way. Oh, okay. Marshall Pounds. Marshall, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so we'll get to that getting later. back to the morons and our stuff. So you guys are you're on Bandcamp. 2017, you put out a, a release on Bandcamp. Yeah, band like camp. six song demo. Yeah, yeah, really good. Thank you. By the way, um, and then I just learned right before the podcast, we we're outside chit chatting and talking. At their show, they gave out this free demo, I guess, or yeah, that's from like the newer recordings. Yeah. So, but what's, what's on the "Give Me a Sixer demo? We recorded all that in 2017. What's on that is also on like we recorded all those songs and. 14 additional we got 20 originals one cover and two alternate versions so we did 23 songs y'all are rolling took us a while to do it (laughs) Um, and then you record all this at Paul's house yeah yeah I got all my recording set up at Paul's house so what are you guys doing for recording there what are you using what are you Uh, give me a rundown on that digital performers the software the Motu interface various microphones just kind of through all that right it sounds really good that's why I was asking like it's like it sounds really good, and uh, then I read the liner notes. It's like recorded at Paul's house, and it was like <laughs> yeah. sounds really good to be at some. So it's the house. same setup I had. Like there was doing like the uh, speed of sound stuff on and gigawatt and all that, you know. Okay. So it's it's pretty much that just at Paul's house. <laughs> cool, cool. He bought so, a new house, and his master bedroom is our yeah. band recording <laughs> studio Paul. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping <laughs> on the couch, bro, because you got to record music. Yeah. <laughs> it's punk rock, I Paul, got, man. I got two other bedrooms. I alternate. <laughs> mix it up. Uh, That's nice. So how does uh so how does Homer receive you guys? Because the first time I ever saw you guys was at the Glitchel show, and I I fell in love with you guys. I was like, this is the, this is the jam, bro. This is old school punk rock. Oh, yeah. Um, so tell me about Homer. Homer digs us, I think, for the most part. I mean, a lot of it's oh, no. like our friends that we grew right. up playing music with that come out to shows and shit, you know. And people, I don't know, just hometown homies and sure. So you know, how, some people you don't know that dig it too, so there's there's that, but it's pretty, I think, fairly well received, I guess. I always thought that was such a cool town to play punk rock in because I wouldn't have thought in a million years that Homa would have been like a spot. Yeah, a lot of people are always surprised. I've always been surprised about that. It's like, wait, what Homa? Where's that? Or like, you know, what's going on there? It's like, and then it's it's been pretty good over the years, but there's like peaks and valleys like everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there's lulls where like there's nothing happening for a while, then you shut down or. Yeah. Whatever, you know, not well, a lot just, of bands at that moment. The Intercoastal Club closing down from Ida. Yeah. They, they're done. We just didn't have shit. No, they no, just they didn't they re- for, yeah, for a long a little, time. It took over a year for them to get back. Really? Yeah. So there was just like no shows during that point for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So other than Homa, you guys, I know you guys tour a lot as well. A little bit. To? I don't really tour. I wouldn't say tour, but, you know, go to New Orleans, Baton Rouge. Yeah, you do some weekend jaunts. Yeah, some mm-hmm. weekend jaunts and all. How's, uh, how's New Orleans treating you guys? It's been a while since we've been there. but We, we haven't done New Orleans in a while. Yeah, yeah it's been been a minute. But we so always crazy. did pretty well up there, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was introduced to you guys, too. Was in, I think it was at Twists. Okay, yeah. Um, with Glitchell, oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we played. That was like our best friend band. <laughs> we played a bunch of shows with those guys. We played Metairie. Yeah, Sean was always talking to you guys up. He's like, yeah. you got to come check them out or whatever. And just happened to and catch Sean's a show at Twists. Sean's a fucking asshole. Yeah. 
You mm-hmm. don't have to talk shit about him. He's not going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, he'll never listen he'll never to this podcast. I'll just reiterate it if you want me to. I'll just tell him that you said <laughs> yeah, you can tell him. Okay. People listening to this podcast right now are going, who the hell is Sean? Yeah, no, Why everybody always talks shit about this guy. <laughs> he must be worst. a fucking complete uh, asshole. I love that dude. Really? I love that dude. <laughs> um, I talk so, really about his guitar playing being great, but, you know, I'm jealous, so fuck him. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so kind of kind of bring me back into the intro of the Morons. Like, how you guys, because I know, like, you guys played in Gigawatt, and so tell me about how the Morons formed as far as, like, we're going to pick up Paul, and we're going to write these songs, and we're going to do... Well, actually, me and me and um, Paul were playing in a band called Lamezors. I think I already mentioned well, that. Well, even before Lamezors, I talked about trying to get you and Mark to yeah, restart Dopehead dope Bones, Bums. which is basically like kind of like yeah. the same style, the same idea. Dopehead yeah. Bones was a band I was in in like 99, 2000 with uh, Ben Robluski and Mark Templeton. And Mark just crank out three, four chord songs like insane. We, by the time we were done within like a year, he had a list of about 150 originals, about 50 covers. And we knew about... I don't know, 100 of the originals and about 20 or 30 of the covers. So we were getting there and they wanted like falling apart. But so he had mentioned bringing like something like that back, doing that kind of style thing. And then me and Paul were in a band called Lamesers, where it was with Mark Templeton playing guitar and Chris Matthew was singing. And so that fell apart. So me and Paul kind of wanted to keep jamming. So I was like, well, Eddie had mentioned doing, you know, a Ramon style band. I was like, well, let's do a three chord pop punk. You know, simple, fun shit, you know? Yeah. And that was, what, like, winter of 2015-ish? 15, yeah. So what were you doing at Lamesers then? Oh, I was playing drums. You were playing drums then. So how did the... Where did you start playing? Because apparently... Dude, yeah, we should speed of talk. sound and all that. You were playing yeah. guitar, and then yeah. you played bass or whatever. Yeah. How did you get into playing drums? The so speed of sound, you played guitar. Yeah. lot you played guitar. guitar. And I played bass. Yeah, he played bass. And you were playing bass at this time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you played in a band... <laughs> I'm not a guitar With Tony player. and them, and you played. I'm not supposed yeah, I played, to sing either. Yeah, Secret Paul Society and Smaller Lives, which right? morphed yeah. into Bill Mountain. I was playing bass in that. Bass. Yeah. The bass. The bass I want from you, by the, the way. The bass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that telly, Chinese yeah. telly? Yeah. Yeah, that thing's sweet. Yeah. You need to sell it. No, no. Yeah, you should. <laughs> anyway, um, so then how did you go from all that? I didn't even know, like, when Sean was telling me, like, dude, it's so weird. Corey's playing drums. And I'm like, why is Corey playing drums? So talk, yeah, it is weird. It's well, not apparently he always wanted to since it's middle not school. Hard, it's not hard for me yeah. to bridge guitar to bass. Yeah, that's well, okay. like, yeah. I guess kind of like I was saying earlier, I wanted to play drums in the band and I couldn't. You know, they wanted me to play horn, so I was like, yeah, fuck that. Well, when I was a kid, I want you know before I started playing guitar, I wanted to play drums, but I was like, man, my parents are never gonna like deal with being. You know, one drums are expensive; they're bulky. Parents are gonna put up with all that noise and shit. Which, you know, find out later, we had band practice in my parents' garage for, I don't know, like 12, 13 years. <laughs> so they would have put up with it. So I, I started playing, and I wanted, I was like hanging out with Jake Sinak, who was in Speed of Sound, and we were talking about, you know, me getting an instrument. I was like, well, I want to get a bass. He's like, no, I'll play bass. So you get, you know, get guitar so we can be in a band together. So that's why I wound up picking up guitar. Jake Sinak, <clears throat> never, he hadn't played bass when that was that conversation happened like oh Yo, no, i'll play he, bass yeah well he, he was already kind of like messing around with bass and i was just like i don't want to do drums but i can't do that so like yeah let's uh i'm gonna get you know i want to kind of be in the rhythm section at this point well, what like 13 12 he, uh, 13 he's a young yeah. yeah 
So I picked up guitar. Has anybody ever heard of a Morris? It's like all brandy as fuck. M O like Zach Morris. M O R R I S. No, that's new. This to me. weird off brand. I've never heard of it. I'm surprised asked, you hadn't asked that question yet. My very yeah. first guitar I bought it's in the book. It was a hundred dollars. <laughs> grass cut money. Went to soundstage. And bought this. It was a. It was a Morris, and like every like they just like a Zach I kind of jumped into that like whole a thing. Zach Morris, you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> was it like a Telly style? Was it no, a it was a, uh, it was an SG style. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a pretty sweet guitar. Tight. Get in there. So that was my first guitar, and I don't know. I just jumped in that one. The weirdest reason I freaked out because when I when I think of Morris, every time I bring it up, nobody knows. I haven't met anyone who's like heard of that brand. So I don't know oh. if it was like from Sears or just some random shit, like yeah. weird. Whatever. There's a lot of those out there, though. My brother Jared's first guitar was like that. It was some, and it was just some dude's last it was like name, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like some. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I had a was, Norma. I had a Lotus. I had a, my. I was I've, a Lotus too. Yeah. My first one. Yeah, but I've never heard of it. Zach. <laughs> no, I never heard of Zach. No. And the Dreamers or whatever his mm. name was called. So yeah, anyway, I started playing. Called? I think so. Actually, playing guitar and played in a bunch of bands. And eventually, I was like, I guess I would have been like 94 when I bought a guitar when I was 13. So like 99 when I bought the first drum set. I'd been in several bands where I just I was like, fuck, I want a drum set. Start fucking around. So I had money to get, I bought a pawn shop, that Pearl kit I'm still playing, over for 500 bucks. Seriously. And dude, it came with cymbals, stands, everything. It was pretty sweet. Damn, coast. For, it's a like, steal. Yeah. Yeah, nice Pearl kit. All the hardware. The only thing that really sucked on it was the kick pedal. So like, I, I bought another kick pedal. What so kick was, pedal did you get? The Iron Cobra. Here we Still go. got it. Still I rocking that There's one thing. right over there, my yeah. friend. All right. <laughs> so then I started playing drums in Dope Head Bums at that point with Mark Templeton. That was the first band I played drums in. I played drums in that band for like maybe a year and a half, two years. And then I didn't play drums till Lamesers with him 2014. So like there was... 10 year gap where like I fucked around but I never like I didn't play in a band or did anything productive drum wise for Just like a good, decade right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay Paul were you playing bass in Lamesers yes okay have you, you always, always been a bass, bass player there we go no, no I, I started out playing guitar and I was in a band called Twice Born in like 2000 99 to 2002 that was my first band play guitar and then pretty much after that, I, I switched to bass. So. And now, can't <laughs> let it go? Can't stop? Won't stop? Well, he's got like, what, 85 of them? <laughs> he has so yeah. many nice You have a collection bases. of basses? I was about to say, yeah, you, yeah. Have a, you, so play, that's, you play a pretty <laughs> nice little guitar there, buddy. Yeah. It's on my, It's it, I have this book of questions, and one of them is like, do I ask these guys about gear? Are they gear nerds? Like, I kind of am, or do I just let it go? I, I'm more into gear than I am. I'm, I'm I don't play yeah, very good. Right. Yeah. I don't play very good, but I'm, I'm the like, same. I like, re- right. I like reading about <laughs> gear. I'm the same. Right. You are terrible. I've <laughs> yeah, seen you. No, 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 no. that's not what I'm saying. Like, but I'm I'm not good. Yeah. And yeah I yeah. have a bunch too. Yeah. 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 I'm the same. I just man. Like, like reading about gear. They're pretty. Yeah. They're, they're all pretty. I don't have a I don't have a lot of nice gear. I like buying cheap stuff and making reconfiguring and painting and doing all that. Yeah. Rewiring stuff. Yeah, Paul, Paul's got 75 He's the, the artist of the, the bunch. Like, uh, most of our art comes from Eddie and his abilities. I don't know. There's quite a few that you've drawn. Yeah, I've drawn some silly, dumb shit, too. <laughs> Who All drew the Todd thing? Uh, oh, I did yeah, that. You yeah. did that. Yeah, if it looks like it's, it's well drawn, it's way. Eddie. If it looks like an eight-year-old drew it, it's probably me. Left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they showed me that, like, whenever y'all sent it to him, like, that is, that's it. That's yeah, the money yeah, right that's there. Yeah, that's perfect. That's the essence, yeah. <laughs> 
so I could, I could, I could probably nerd idea. out with oh, you. Man. Love for Todd. About, like, tell me some of your favorite bases, dude, that you own. Favorite bass? Favorite bases. Uh, my favorite right now is the Fender Mustang bass. I was playing long scale, like normal scale for the longest time, and then I Got that short finally scale. started playing the short scale Mustang, and I'm like, woo, this is so much easier and funner for me. <laughs> not to move as fast. Uh, <clears throat> so, with your guitar, Eddie? The one I play, like, all the shows with is just a... I guess you'd call it a parts caster. I just got stuff off of Facebook Marketplace. It's all Squire shit. Yeah. yeah it's So I like, I know one of the show. oh, I think it was at the, the Glitchell show here in Gonzales uh, in December, was it, or November? Yeah, December. Mm-hmm. The thing goes to fall over, and Ben goes, oh, your guitar. And I was like, no. <laughs> that, one, that one doesn't matter at all. That's why I played that one. <laughs> Don't worry about but it. Man. Actually, I, 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 it like it feels the best. I have my, my like if I've talked about this with my wife. If our house were to catch on fire, what one thing would I grab? I have a '97. It's a California series Strats. Did you you know anything about those? Yeah. They only made them for a yeah. short period of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that my dad gave that to me when I was like 13 or 12 or 13 or whatever, and so that's like my prized possession. But the shitty Squire that I play out feels like. It's really comfortable. What color is your is your shot, your Fender? Your the California one is uh, Fiesta Red. Yeah, love right. it. Cool. Nice. And awesome. you started with bass, though. You're saying, right? Well, with did I start? Oh, you kind of started. Well, yeah, with guitar, I'm, I'm, I curious. started with guitar as a kid. We talked about their come up. Let's see. Yeah, I started playing guitar as a kid, but just like on my own. I think when I started playing in bands, I played a little bit of guitar uh, and bass. Kind of. I mean weren't really any like specific bands we had band names and there was all the same few group of guys but we never did anything with it well you had wheelchair fred wheelchair fred that yeah wheelchair fred i played guitar in that there's a story to that it's it's not snfu they thought we were were opening up for snfu when i was like 17 or 18 we got a dude booked (laughs) us a show in atlanta in atlanta we thought we're playing with snfu so we rent a u-haul and take my parents suburban and drive there and it's no this like 12 year old band called snafu was opening up for us (laughs) (laughs) and it was terrible and there was no one there and the sound guy tried to shut us down and we said no fuck you we're gonna finish our songs because we drove all this way i don't care if you like it or not and we drank and the the, I, I could tell the dad of one of the like the main guy, I guess the guy with the money in the band, the, of the the teenagers. They uh, well, they were only a few years younger than us, but they seemed so little. Mm-hmm. He was buying us beer, I think, because he felt bad that we drove all that way for this stupid show. <laughs> so he was buying us beer the whole time, and it it was like whatever locally brewed shit, and it tasted like a fucking diaper. It tasted like not um. a dirty diaper. It tasted like a new diaper. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but we were 18 and it was free. <laughs> like that. Like it had alcohol in it. It had alcohol in it. They have a, like, I'm a brewer, so I'm a nerd about that, but they do have a flavor, like an all flavor. They say it's like a band aid taste. So it's probably like what you That's think probably it's probably what that like, was. Yeah. <laughs> like like scotch. All, yeah. <laughs> all flavor. Yeah, nice, some dude. old ass beards got hot, warm, hot, warm, hot, warm, and then they fed it to you. And said, yeah, exactly. Sorry, man. That's about what it tasted like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, so how did. Sorry, but how did they they um, 
some band, some kids playing in Atlanta, just reach out to your band. I honestly, I don't remember that show because <laughs> yep, I'm not trying to age you either. But like, how did they reach out to you? To <laughs> right, I don't remember. It that was pretty like <laughs> internet. It was, I know there was internet, but like it was dial up. <laughs> Our other guitar player in the band, Justin Martin, it was his little cousin for some reason booked these shows for us, and he lives. He's from Gonzales, uh, Jeremy Penix. He. He would book our shows for this. I mean, this high. I was a high school band. It was a high school band. We were young, and he would book us shows at like yeah, wheelchair Fred. It would book us uh, at like the Dixie Tavern and shit. But he always booked our shows. I think it was him that got us the show in Atlanta, and we have no idea. I have no idea. Dude, I got you with SNFU, bro. Right, right, right. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you really (laughs) didn't. Really didn't. Not at all. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So that was that. But I played guitar in that band and trombone. Some songs I'd play trombone. Still had some Scott in me at the time, I guess. Uh, but then after that, I guess I just switched the bass. I don't know. And then I didn't play. When I first started tattooing, I didn't play any music at all for a very long time until I moved back to Homa and hooked up with Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really crazy because I, I play trombone as well. So, like, you're living in bass stuff, <coughs> and all of a sudden you're playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the same kind of nerd upbringing as well. Playing trombone yeah. and getting knocked in the fucking. Hey, I teeth. wasn't a nerd. I didn't say I was a nerd. Hey, I'll say I was a nerd. <laughs> I was definitely. I was a nerd. Eddie was cool. I was, de- I was not. Cool. Eddie was tattooing in locker rooms in high school, <laughs> I and I was playing trombone and getting cool. my teeth knocked out <laughs> by the guy. In I, front had of to, me. I had to. I had to quit because when I played yeah. trumpet because I got braces. Oh yeah, it hurts. So, cut yeah. your gums, all yeah, yeah, cut your lips. Yeah. I was definitely a nerd. <laughs> so, uh, I guess. So while you were doing your speed of sound stuff, what were you guys doing at that time? Been tatt- I was. <laughs> that's when I started tattooing. So I was in Baton Rouge <laughs> tattooing, not playing music. Oh, you were in Baton Rouge at the time. Okay. Where were you tattooing Wait, in Baton Rouge? What year was Atomic. that? Right like, by. Uh, with Chris Hayes? No. That's pre Chris. That sure. was, I was probably. Uh, I know who that is. Like 2003 I don't, to 2007. Uh, what band is he? Oh, He's yeah. in a band too, right? Okay, so that was yeah, he was in. Um, <laughs> Uh, Starscream's Revenge. Yeah. yeah, we used to play with those guys. He was at Punkathon. Yeah. Yeah. He must have worked at a time at the Atomic. They there was a it was a, like when I left Baton Rouge, it was kind of a big mess. Yeah, and they opened <clears throat> someone else opened another Atomic, so that must have been the one that he worked Probably at. So. Okay, yeah. So All when right. he was in, what were you doing? He was Paul? doing Speed of Sound. I was actually in a post-hardcore screamo band. Here we go. Called Fire at the Empire. <laughs> that sounds like a screamo band. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Fire yeah. at the Empire. So, you played bass in that, or you were singing in that? I, pl- I played bass, keyboard, and sang. Okay. Damn. In that one. How many hands did you have? Two. At that time, yeah, two. <laughs> two. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. So what sweet acts were you playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one guy that just sang, and then I did all that and sang a lot. How many pieces were you guys? Six. Three or four? Six. Or five or well, six. you know, there's a, just a singer by itself. It's a screamo band. <laughs> Did they? Like, like I, my memory is horrible, dude. Especially back then. No, it was just five. Did they play anything we ever did? I'm looking at Corey. Like, uh, no, I don't think, I don't think so. We never like y'all never played with like No Fuego or Speed of Sound. Any any of those kind of. I don't know if we ever did any gigs with y'all. No. Okay. Back then, no. Okay. I don't think so. So, did you guys play Homa for sure? Oh yeah, we played. Yeah, it was kind of around that time though. Okay. Baton Rouge, uh, Lafayette, no shit. New Orleans. The Dark Room, probably, or something like you, that. Yeah, <laughs> chance would have him, for sure. The High Ground, you remember that place? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, we played there a lot. Um, wow. What did you call it? Post-hardcore? 
Screamo. Screamo. Weird bro. names for it. Screamo is basically what it was. So this, what, what years were these? Like, 03 to 07? I love the genre Seven? Tags, yeah. yeah. That's what Speed of Sound was about. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a Trey Youth Rice, all that like, stuff yeah, was like going we, down. Yeah, we broke up and then like did two reunion shows. So our very last show was 2010. And then after that, I wasn't in any bands for five years until me and him started Lamesers. Okay. So. Just kind of on a hike. So let's see. I'm going down the list here. We talked about some gear. Um, we talked about Paul's house for recording. Um, what's the What's the plan for the morons? Like, do y'all have a, a goal? Like, a man, if we could do this, it'd be great. Like, don't die. Don't, don't die. die. Yeah, that's so perfect. <laughs> well, this actually, like, speaking of that, as far as like bands, this is the longest band I've ever been in. I Dude, mean, like, 2017. And it's I'm like sure y'all seven years. That. Yeah. Like, so yeah, seven years. The longest before that had been like maybe four or five. And y'all survived COVID. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Yeah, we should have recorded an album then, but we didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's doing (laughs) recording it since. Yeah. (laughs) No, we started started recording that, and, like, it was, I think I looked at the stamp on date on the files for the recording. It was November November, something. uh, November 2019. 2019. Because right after I'm in the finished. It took us three years. Didn't take advantage of the pandemic. (laughs) I'd have fucked us up a little bit. Yeah, they were scared. A lot of it's just they were scared to come to my house when the pandemic started, because I was the only one that was still working. So you were catching the germ and bringing it home. Nasty ass. You had that (laughs) funk, bro. Yeah, bro. I was working during all that shit because I was at the the oil loop center for the first six months. That my wife Uh, wouldn't let me leave the house. And then then I was then I was scared. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I was just like mid pandemics when I started food delivery, so I was like kind of. Fucking everywhere. Those yeah. spreading shit everywhere, most likely. <laughs> you can have some court. Yeah, go get your food, cough on it. You know, have the customers cough in my face, bring it back to the restaurant. You guys are dangerous, man. Yeah. He's going into the shop. He's got blood flying everywhere, tattooing people. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, so just much yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. Remind me not to get a tattoo by him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great, dude. All right, so... Uh, I'm kind of. We can talk about songs if you want. Right? Yeah, who writes the songs and here? The, and the like, videos. What's going on? We have to talk about the videos. Okay. We have to talk about the videos because yeah. you guys do something that uh, a lot of local bands that we talk to, whatever, don't do, or it's rare that they do it. Mm-hmm. You guys record a butt ton of videos. Well, that's the idea. We well, we got like I said, we recorded that album. That's well, that's kind of as far as the goal. We want to put this thing on record. So, like in the, you in the process, record, of, like, you talk about vinyl. we want to press yeah. vinyl. Right. It's the goal with the with the music, but in the meantime, just release. We want to do videos for every fucking song. Yes, sir. Why not? You know, so just as we release the songs, saving up money to press vinyl, play whatever shows we can. You know, one hundred. But yeah, well, we definitely want to. Like, it's just it's fun to make the videos. Yeah, I you know. I had posted the uh, I don't go to the DMV earlier today on Facebook. <laughs> go check that out. But uh, you also had like "Don't Fall Asleep," "Don't Pass Out," "Don't Pass Out." Yeah. Um, that what are you, video, Grandpa, "Don't Fall Asleep." My bad, <laughs> that's my bedtime. I'll be falling asleep, boy. That's that's so me. That's so me. Actually, my age. <laughs> uh, but you guys do great. Who's who's directing these videos? Who's shooting these videos? Who's is it? You, Corey? Yeah, you I son mean, bitch. Yeah, I mean Eddie. Eddie takes over camera operation at times, and you know when I got to be in the video, other people do. But we yeah. all throw out ideas, but it's mostly Corey directing. Yeah. Paul's pretty front and center on a Paul, lot of these videos, Paul's, by the way. Paul's a star. He is. He's the star, the star yeah, of the yeah, band. Sure. He is the star. He's like he's got the art. Yeah, I got like the technical 
well, I guess video, you know. And Paul's your Brad Pitt. Yeah, Paul's Brad Pitt. <laughs> me, and so Eddie, true. Eddie, me and Eddie just do all the dirty work. <laughs> he is your Mr. Smith. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I do the recordings. I make the videos. He makes the art. Paul's just he's, he's money. So, but you, uh, so uh, listeners don't know this, but Corey has always done these crazy commercials and stuff um, for previous bands as well. Did you do them for Jigawatt? I don't remember. Uh, no, we you, never did. Cause we never like, did. Well we should have, but I mean, I'll run. We couldn't get our shit together. In yeah, that we band. couldn't get our shit together in that band on a lot of levels. Yeah. And I really wasn't fucking with a whole lot of video stuff at that time because Jake did all that before. All the video editing and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, he shot all this stuff and, and you know. Well, it makes sense. That's kind of what he does now, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, yeah, he's he working. Yeah, he works on the big, big movie yeah, stuff. Yeah, he works for <laughs> Weta, Weta Digital in New Zealand. What a guy. Peter Jackson and all those great yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. Rubbing elbows with movie stars. Let's not talk about Jake. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's good at everything he touches, man. Oh, my God. Fuck so, um, but you're shooting these videos, so yeah. I'm I'm super curious, like, what's the next one to be shot? We were talking, we were about, talking about, that about that on the way, on the way up here. What are we going to do next? I don't know. We've definitely got Can we do Greg? rough Can we do Greg outlines. <laughs> Gregory wants to be a Zamboni. Yeah, driver. dude. Can, yeah. We, can we do that one? We definitely want to do that one. Who is, who is, that that who, one's going to be... Kinda, I don't know. There's, we gotta figure out a Zamboni. We gotta figure out, yeah, the Zamboni. Like, should we do that digital, or like animated? I don't it's know. Green, I don't do green. any of that yet? Like but fucking, um, you know, I was thinking. Paper and, I wanted, I wanted to build a Zamboni out of a grocery buggy. Is what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking you guys could do like the miniatures. There's gotta be a place where they let you drive a Zamboni. I don't know, but yeah, where do we? <laughs> In South Louisiana for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, there's tons I was thinking the new team. There's gotta be. Yeah, they got the drillers in Lafayette, but I don't know if they're gonna let you go drive the Zamboni. Probably not. Yeah. If you want to get I'll some footage of the guy driving the Zamboni, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking you guys could do like a, a Photoshop, like a small <laughs> mop on, yeah. Yeah, on the dude. <laughs> so yeah. So who is Gregory and Homa? Because I'm like, this so, is it's a good buddy of ours. He uh, he works he, at the tattoo. He shop works at the me. tattoo shop. He and Prentice under and Eddie and John uh, go to. You, made, you Mark, made him do all so. the butterflies, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you, so, yeah you, just, you know, <laughs> and he, he he's like really in the hockey. We we, we were going to uh, games in Lafayette. I want to see ice skater games. Yeah, and, you know, some of the crew from the tattoo sure. shop would come out there, but like he was always most excited about when the Zamboni came. You know, it's like didn't you know, like the, the game was fun from what everybody's like. The fucking Zamboni always got him excited. <laughs> so it's like yeah, just like kind of made up a bullshit song yeah. about like him like not liking his job. He you know, he wants to be the Zamboni driver. He goes to the games. He doesn't care about the game or the score or whatever. He's like. So you guys can do like a like a stop action and do like miniatures. Like get, you, we, get yourself cool. a cookie sheet full of ice. <laughs> put you a little toy a little Zamboni on it, bro. And do Lego frame gray. by frame. Snap I'm it to out. Get you to come down and direct. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm just giving you ideas. Hey. Get, get an ID man. Pull your boy from New Zealand or wherever the hell he's yeah. at now. And come do that one. Well, we had talked about doing like stop animation for another video too. For uh, was it losing control? But, uh, the cyborgs, yeah, cyborgs and robots. Like, we made a bunch of um, buildings <laughs> out of beer cases and you know, corporate <laughs> paint them and stencil them with windows or whatever. God, awesome! So, we hadn't gotten to that. We got to figure those, out the whole those, animation process. All these Coke boxes that have been sitting in and Paul's, Paul's office house. for like <laughs> a year. I made like a shit ton of cardboard buildings and painted them, and they've just been sitting on his bookshelves. Yeah, hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul's like, yeah. Stacks of They them. sure are. <laughs> <laughs> They're in my house. You're right about that. Um, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, Don't Pass Out video a lot with the. You know, the, the visual from the refrigerator and everything like that. That, oh, but, yeah. but the thing that really got me about that video was the fact that 
all these 40-year-olds are having this fucking party, <laughs> drinking, and don't pass out as a 40-year-old, you know what I'm saying? It really made me fucking laugh. Behind the scenes, tidbit on that, Eddie actually did wind up passing out later that evening. Yeah, I like it. So did it, so I remember Perfect. somebody asked me, did anybody actually pass out? And I was like, yeah, Eddie. Eddie did. So did you wake up with any drawings? Yeah. Yeah? Full tribal? No, Face tattoos? I, I, no, I didn't get any. No, I didn't you, even you, get any dicks. No. What? No. No dicks Fail. on the face. Just don't yeah. pass out on the forehead. Was that but in that the video? But that was in the video. That was yeah. intentional for in the yeah. video, yeah. <laughs> I shaved the guy's head for it. That was cool. Right. Does he know about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> he was there. All right. He was there. Uh, so you guys are playing uh, tonight in in Baton Rouge at uh, Mid City Ballroom. Have you guys played there before? No, this is first time I've ever been there. I, I hear it's good. It's You'll cool be impressed. Spot. It's a really cool venue. The sound is really good. It's an old church. It's an old so. church. That's what I heard. So it's yeah, a really they good got venue. a little. Record store that sells. Oh yeah, Fogel. Fogel has a store. It's hey, Baton Rouge Music Exchange's record. There's, yeah, uh, there's actually bases. Yeah, bases for sale, buddies. Uh, huh? Hope you got your wallet. Hope you got your wallet. <laughs> there's bases for purchase next door at the venue. At the venue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. buy anymore. Right nice we'll, little, we'll see about that. Paul. Nice little record we'll collection. We'll there. <laughs> it's fun. He'll talk you into something, I'm sure. Yeah, they got some vinyls, uh, yeah. some shirts, and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys are gonna a great time. Man. Yeah, cool. I've 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 asked you all my questions. You said something about songs. Well, I got. Did you have like questions about the songs? I have song structure written down. I'm not. Oh, you want to write oh, a song yeah. right here? No, 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 no. no. Like, yeah, I want you to talk. I would like that. No, I have. I have some nerdy stuff. One like question that. I would like to hear is like, you, you guys go. come from Speed of Sound and all these other bands that you guys have talked about, and you, you know, you grew up listening to Green Day, Nirvana, and all that stuff. Like, how did you guys? Like, obviously, you guys are Ramones fans. Yeah, Ramones. There's obviously Richard that. Weasel, but how did you guys decide? that as your main influences this band opposed to whatever it is that you guys have been growing up listening to like why is it oh that's a really good question. why is it this is it? i think why is it this <laughs> version of punk rock that a you guys lot are into because that's that's all about the do. limitations i can do on drums <laughs> i'm not much of a drummer but i can Come play on. simple like you know three chord yes. right i can do Sorry. that you know right like, right right i got you chord. you know i'm not i can't pull off some shit and like I'm, the other or <laughs> I can, yeah I can, i'm not much of a guitar i'm a very good guitar uh, player uh I've mostly played bass for the longest time, uh-huh. and the uh-huh. shit I did with Corey before in Gigawatt was like way super intense compared to this stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of really fast melodic parts that we that I had to play on bass, and it's completely different than the three, four power chord stuff we're doing now with morons, right. yeah. and that's just because, I don't know, I can't play guitar very good. Yeah, it's like we're kind of on our secondary instruments, like yeah. I mean, you're a good guitar player. Except I mean, you're Paul. a hell of a fucking bass player. Yeah, dude. I'm way better at bass. You're way but better I, at bass. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I'm you guys way can. Way better at guitar. I haven't heard playing drums yet in y'all's band, man. Yeah, I don't think you guys can boil it down to like that's what it's always what I could do because I don't think it's that. I think you guys just have a passion for that. Well, yeah, there's more that than too. Because it's, it's fun. It's like we can crank out tunes that are simple and fun, and it's like be a fun band to go see. Right. You know, and write songs about our friends and shit. You know, we got like four or five songs. It's like. About you know our friends or people in town or right. you know, and that's something I kind of took from Dopehead Bums. Like Mark had songs about like he turned any fucking scenario into a song, and like we had like 30, 40 songs about various people in town. I always thought, I always thought that was kind of a cool thing. It's like when your friends go to this show, like one of them's gonna have a song about it. Like, yeah, you know, and, like, yeah. the more of those you get, it's like maybe all. And write, it's not this hidden agenda. In maybe it I'll write them. a it's song like called Also Gregory <laughs> Wants to Be a Zamboni Driver Part Two because. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> he's tired of these crime scenes, and Uh-oh. he wants to smooth that ice. Uh-oh. And now it's on air. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, should I not have said that? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Nobody, we'll fix nobody, it in post. Nobody yeah. listens to this. Yeah, uh, that's true too. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> No, but I, I actually agree with Ross. Like, you guys are talking, like, we're slouches on our instruments. and like, you're really not. <coughs> and I'm not well, the guy to BS you about that either. Uh, so when I saw you guys at Glitch, I'm like, I, I was like, why is he playing drums? And then you played drums, and I was like, he's playing drums. I, I, I yeah. like well, everything I they're do doing. I do it because it's fun, mostly. Drums are Like, that's one instrument you could. Everybody be. in the band is jealous of the drummer. That dude's <laughs> having the most fun. Yeah. Hands fucking down. No doubt about it. And that's so like an instrument that no matter what le- Like, this is an instrument, even if you are, like, total garbage at, it's still fun to bang on drums. Nobody's bored behind a drum. Children you love know? playing yeah. fucking drums. You're right. Old, so you amazing. get a 70-year-old woman stick and say, yeah. go beat the shit out of that. They're going to have a good time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So it sounds like you're having fun playing drums, so you don't need your bass anymore. No, I still want it my bass. I still like need that. it. It does sound like that. So what's You're, the gear like then? Like you, because you guys, I'll tell you. I saw you three times, I think. And whenever you, now Park Place has a distinct sound, but when I saw you guys in Park Place, y'all were fucking loud. It was well, awesome. So what we got going Which on amp wise? That was the glitch show. Yeah. What what amp do you play? Uh, right now I'm playing Corey's Mustang Five. It's like okay. A modulator head. But that's I had a Bugera, but it was it was a Bugera. It yeah. didn't last long before it fell apart. It sound sounded it sounded great, awesome, but, yeah, but it just, just fell apart quick. Yeah, yeah. But cool. So I'm just playing. I'm just bar, I'm in Barn Quarries for a few years now. Yeah, I bought that. What to use for atomic power bots? I think. Yeah, that guitar sounds good. Sounds really good. Thanks. What you got, Paul? Um, uh, Ampeg. Well, I got two cabs. He only let me let me bring my smaller one this oh. time. Yeah, I told him you got to leave the big dick at home. <laughs> you couldn't fit it in that van, man. <laughs> I got a, uh, Traveling tonight. Yeah. Come on. I got one of those Galleon Kruger, uh, the new mini heads. It's like, it's like really, it's not all digital, but it's it's only like 10 pounds. Right it'll, on. It'll, it could power two, like 810, 410, powered both of those at the same time. So it's pretty uh, Killer. innovative. Hey, cool little road <laughs> gig amp then. Yep. Go and you're still playing your pearls. Yeah, so the Pearl Forum series from the 90s. Yeah, I've yeah. upgraded. I won't say upgraded, but I had to rebuy all new hardware. And I thought did that when we started Lamsers and cymbals and shit. I do have a pretty nice pork pie snare. Oh shit! Yeah, I think thing cracks a lot. I love it. <laughs> right on, cool. man. So the, uh, I'm gonna close it out with a little bit of. of can I close it out with a little bit of Corey? You guys yeah, mind if I talk the story of Corey? Well, I mean, like, because it was a dark and rainy yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. It was still, boy meets world. Of <laughs> no, and, and you guys can chime in because I know you guys were there for a lot of it as well. Um, so Corey did a lot of booking in Homa, like you, you did. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't slay it yet. So you did Punkathon. Now was the major for me, man. Like, and not only did you book that like, was fun. That was a lot of work. But before fun. that, even his brother had the record. Yeah, we, store my brother had hard. a record store in '97. No, no, it was '98. Well, November '97 and November '98. It was about a year. He had a record store on Main Street called Greenmont Records, and we booked like good bit of, like bands like Horace Pinker, Shyster, Whippersnapper, Boxcar, God, Sam the Butcher, Keel Hall. Uh, <laughs> Mystic Fix came down. So this is, you said, late 90s. Yeah, it was like 90s, 98, yeah. How are you doing this? 
You my know, brother, like, like as Eddie was, said, like with dial-up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> people actually, the first couple of shows we like kind of went out and tried to book some out-of-town bands. We hit them up, but like after that, a lot of it was just bands heard about our venue and like would hit us up. So we didn't. Really they were calling you on the phone. They were yeah, calling on the phone. Wow. Yeah. They're like, yeah, come through Hoba, dude. It's yeah, the so place. Yeah, so we're coming through. We heard about your place Screw here. Screw New Orleans. Like, oh, shit. Houseboy wants to come fucking play Homa at our... Yeah, okay. Well, Mandingo? Okay, cool. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, yeah, it was just... It was weird. All these, like, kind of, like... Not huge bands, but kind of, like, big, mid-level yeah, punk yeah. bands in, like, the late 90s would just start hitting us up to fucking play yeah, our Houseboy was big around this part, too. Yeah, that's cool. Chuck. So, yeah, we kind of got... Yeah, lucky. That's almost like basically my senior year of high school is living in that fucking record store. You're like the man in high school, shit. bro. Yeah. Oh, well, for people like me and people like Ross, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Was homo receptive in ni- the late 90s? To- uh, it was, mm. yeah, it, it was, was cool. pretty decent. I mean, we had a bunch of people in our age group, like, that's all we did was play in bands and play, like, that. that time there was like, I don't know how many bands going on. Were you like, drawing you know, people from New Orleans to Homa? A little bit, not too much. Some sometimes because we'd have bands like, like Stuck on Stupid later became Outplay. They were coming down, Santa Smokes, so we get a lot of those cats coming down. Um, and then you booked Outplay. Booked out like yeah, booked Outplay later on. Yeah, well they they came did Punkathon. Sure, yeah. Uh, it was like no big deal. I played Homa. We played with them a little bit. And we know those guys. I'm trying to think of who else like. No, Foursquare never came. Do you remember Foursquare? Yes. They were out here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they ever came to the home of it. Number four was yeah, from home. Then they moved up there. That's how I like met Todd and um and like all the dudes that were in Foursquare inside that said idea was my brother was good friends with the guys at number four. They moved up here. Like when Raising Canes was just opening, they had that apartment <laughs> building right back there. I, know exactly like, what I you're came talking hang about. out up yeah. there a couple yeah, times. Yeah. And like met because I knew all the guys from number four. They both Matt Sinek that was in number four is like Jake's older brother in Baton Rouge. Yeah, so like I came, you know, knew all those guys. So we kind of made right off the of stage connection. Yeah. So you and I probably ran into probably each other. Probably ran into each other a little never bit. Never knew. Yeah. Probably in the, so. in the late nineties, early two thousand. It's like when Todd was putting all those clean. I never made any of the clean sheet shows, but he had like those clean sheet mm. shows. So weird. Yeah, I know. Small, small. Crazy dude. Yeah. Ah, wow. Yeah, Todd was going actually going to school to learn how to engineer, and yeah, he was yeah. recording all these guys back in the day. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that like about Todd. Idea. He, he that would have been a cool thing to talk about. Four, a and, yeah, and no big deal. Oh, well. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah well. talk about it now. So, yeah, that's like how I knew a lot of those Baton Rouge cats. And we, you know, they started before my brother had Green Mine. This guy Kenny Bell had Main Street Music Hall in Homa, and he was booking a lot of shit. He had like, he had bigger bands than like than what we had. There was like. I think, uh, like, Friends of Rom came through. Um, Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Yeah. Uh, no, Smash Mouth didn't play there. They played at... Uh, the Auditorium. The Auditorium. Yeah, Bucko Nine. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, Bucko Nine. Uh, Crowbar like, wound up playing all, their place. All like, so, like, just before that, there was, like... <laughs> we actually... Green Mind started out in a little corner. Of, I have a trombone. Main Street Music Hall. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's no. awesome. No, I get it. That's great. I'll play Bone, bro. Dude, I love fucking Scott. Everybody hates Scott now. I, I never really got big... I did like some... Like, I like Ballstones and, and Bucko Nine. We... Were you book, were you booking like your your boys as well? Like when all your well, no, because I, I was dude, when they had Green Mine, I was too young. Yeah, you're a little bit young. Uh, when they closed Green Mine, I rode my bike 
to Corey's mom's house and bought records out of the garage. They were trying to like get rid of the old style. I remember riding my yeah. bike to the record store and being like, the hell is this? <laughs> I guess the first time I met Corey, but never really knew him. We didn't really start hanging out till a few years after that. Because yeah. I didn't start going out till like 2000. So unaware of who Corey was, but you were going to the record store yeah. that his brother ran and like buying. That's I just walked rad, in man. and looked around. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> what are you finding? That's why I we stole, shut down. I stole <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, stole I didn't have a shit. record like player. I bought a lot like, of stuff, man. <laughs> I bought a Green Day shirt at the store. That was like yeah. right before y'all closed. Yeah. I went in and bought a t-shirt. Yeah. What did it look like? I think it was <laughs> the Kerplunk. The Kerplunk one. I think yeah. it was yeah. the Kerplunk With the chick on it or something? The chick, yeah. With the flower or whatever. So when you were hanging on State Street, did you guys come to Baton Rouge any time during that time period? Like probably not, because no. I like only only came up here like once or twice, like twice I think. But you got to experience and Paradise to, Records. What's that? Paradise Records. No, I didn't. Oh no, I, was I mostly hung around the apartment, drank beer, and like I was. <laughs> so that would have been like ninety six, ninety seven. So I was like fifteen, sixteen. So I was like up there with my brother, who was a little older, and like all those cats were older. So I like wasn't old enough to go around and fuck off. So I just kind of yeah. stuck to the home base and drank yeah, know, yeah, beers yeah. and hung out with them and the. That complex mostly. Yeah, Paradise was right there by that where you said that Raising Cane's was and all that. Yeah, shit if you like ever that. had Ingus, right there off Chimes Street. Was it like, like right up the? Sh- oh, it was oh, it yeah. on Chimes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically, State right Street. off Chimes. Right on State Street. Oh, it was yeah. on State. Across from Louis, basically. Yeah, basically. Because it was oh, what the Circle yeah. K across the street. Well, that across that, got torn across down. that way, there's like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool little record shop. Shopping center, like yeah, mini mall. It's got like a grocery store, like Albertsons or something. And you would have loved it, man. I'm so sorry you didn't get to experience it, but it was awesome. Yeah, not a whole lot. Like I I went up there a couple times, but it was mostly just like. So when you when you were booking shows and when you guys book shows to this day, like you guys had in Homa, you had the Brick House, which a lot of bands have played there. Yeah, Uh, you had Boxer in the Barrel and Boxer. Yeah, uh, so tell me, and (laughs) Corey even booked. uh, I don't know if you remember this. You booked both of us. Like No Fuego and Sneaks Be a Sound. I think we played a Chinese place, like a Chinese restaurant. Rock Wait, and no, 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 no. Was it? Did we play Chinese? No, was it the? Uh, it was, it was a, a white, Mexican joint. Big, Mexican big, joint. Mexican. Yeah, joint. that was um, white building. That's where the old, no, it's where the old yachts was. Um, oh, La Casa. It was Leo. Yeah, was La Casa at the time. La Casa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. And I remember La Casa. Yeah, I think y'all played yeah. La Casa, yeah. and we did the same thing. That's you're where doing my right mom now. goes to every summer with all her teacher friends. As I'm, as I'm, I'm, of course, the driver. You're the bass player. You're the, the driver. One in Homa? Yeah, yeah, dude. So like, I'm driving, and, and like, they're talking to me. Like, Corey booked this place, dude. I'm like, well, it's got to be legit, man. He hasn't steered us wrong yet. And uh, it was, it was badass. It was, it was a great. It, show, it wanted to be all right. Yeah, it was. It wanted to be okay. Yeah, for a little while, because it was mostly. Like before that was this place called Yachts. It was like uh, it's like a steakhouse. It's kind of a fancy joint on the east side. And then it kind of uh, went to the wayside. <laughs> then they made it like a La Casa. And it wasn't terrible, but you know, by the time that building was a little bit older, it had that dingy. You shouldn't have <laughs> carpet in a restaurant type it's been thing, wet you know. <laughs> <clears throat> but whoever Guaranteed was, I forgot who. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who. Like it was like somebody's friend like started managing, and they like knew we were in the bands. They were down. I was like, yeah, we can have some live shows because like restaurants have live stuff, but most yeah. of them don't go the punk rock route, mm-hmm. you know? Right? They do like the cover thing, Singer, or the lounge thing, or, yeah. yeah, that kind of yeah, the acoustic singer songwriter. But it was at a time where basically they're like, we want to make more money off a bar, and yeah. smart Corey did like he's like, well, you know, if you shut your restaurant down around ten, then the bar opens up, we can play bands here, and like everybody can drink and have a good time at this punk rock show. And they did it. 
Yeah, yeah we had a great money. time. Man. Yeah, dude. I, we did like a couple of shows there, but it didn't last long. I don't know if it was just too rowdy for them. Like, not like as far as I, we never had any like no people fighting or anything. No. Like, just maybe too loud for them, or I don't know. It didn't. But did it matter? Because everybody's buying drinks. Yeah, exactly. It didn't, it didn't happen to last very long. But just like anything else, like opportunities for venues come up yeah, that'll it, do shows, and you jump on it because it's absolutely. It's like. You know, the thing with you guys know, like any artist, especially music, is like finding that space to operate is like tough. That's a sacred thing, is yeah. that like a, a space to create is a sacred thing, and it's like hard to, and who's to gonna do allow that, you whether it's a rehearsal space or a performance space, you know? Who's gonna allow you to express? Yeah, especially who's gonna allow you to go in there and talk shit up for a little bit and you jump on it? And so, uh, where's the places to play in Homa right now? You guys, your favorite spot to play in Homa right now? Uh, Intercoastal Club. That's Pretty, it's much pretty much the one spot, you know. One. The boxer and the bear are still there. We played there. Yeah, we played there once with the past uh, couple of years, maybe. Yeah, the last show we played was with it was the uh, Justin Bailey. Oh yeah, and, with Justin Bailey. Oh yeah, you guys and played Ken that Moore's show. Ken Moore's reunion. Yeah. yeah. How was that? That was that was awesome. Dude. Y'all should have been. They, it, that was dude. It was awesome to see Justin Bailey because I haven't played right? seen those guys in like over a decade, and it was just cool to hang out with those dudes because it's been a long time. And they still fucking wail. And then like, Kenmore's got on and fucking made everybody look fucking dumb. Dumb. Like, they, <laughs> those guys just fucking killed it, man. And they, they played home a little bit back in the day in like the late 90s. Sure. And, and all that stuff. But yeah, it was like, holy shit, dude. I remember yeah. them being good and it had been a long time since I've seen them. But it was like, those dudes are way better than I ever remembered. What was like, was I drunk in those shows back in the day? Because I remember liking them, but it's like, I didn't remember them like, they fucking blew my mind, dude. I don't know. They were just they yeah, killed it. We we saw the same. We saw the show the night before, and yeah. we talked about it, like, and how polished it was, and how amazing it was. But I actually heard that you guys got the better show. Dude, I heard you. Yeah. I heard you say that on the on the yeah the podcast. I heard that the second night was the better show. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I wanted the first one, but up. they fucking destroyed. Yeah. Well, Josh had just coming to town like a couple days before that, and and apparently blew his voice out. Or, I mean, I don't want to speak out of school or anything like that, but yeah. apparently that's what happened. So whenever they were having their rehearsals right before the show, like it wasn't singing involved and. Uh, ben Michon was filling in, and Sean Lee's filling in in that band, and they were, you know, they were like, "Well, we need to Fucking practice show. our harmonies and shit like that." And yeah, so they didn't really have a chance to do all that. So uh, they they they, they kind of used the uh, show in Baton Rouge as the rehearsal, first, and yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, apparently killed it in fucking yeah. Homa. And yeah. he and I talked about that, and, and we're like, "We're not fucking kind of going, going bro. I'm tired." Three, you know, it's like when you go on the road, and you're like, that first couple of gigs are like, "All right," but by you're like. Four or five gigs in, it's like you're just yeah. in the groove. In yeah, the you're totally it. killing it. And that's yeah. that's fun, man. Yeah, we were talking about it because I, I talked to you about it. It's like I'm trying to find a room in Homa. By the way, I invite all of our listeners to try to find a room in Homa. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, we're trying to get to the show, and I was like, uh, well, stay at Corey. Oh, Paul's got an extra room. Apparently, yeah, Paul room. has all yeah. the rooms. We can Paul stay in the place the with the, yeah. the beer box so sculptures and. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the life-size Star Wars figures. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, you done fucked up, bro. We, we'll stay at your house from now on. Later, what? Paul. I fucked up. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, you told <laughs> us how many rooms you got. Buying a house. Yeah, you told us how many rooms you got and what you're capable of doing, man. <laughs> We're ready. So that's awesome, dude. Eddie's um, house is bigger, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's true, but don't you I have, have a family. I have yeah. a house full of people. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. He's be like, yeah, they don't want those fucking people over here. <laughs> uh, 
Hence why we're in my shed right now. Not so, my house. where can people find the Morons <laughs> recordings? Like, so I know about Bandcamp. I don't know if you guys are on iTunes or if I, you guys. I don't are know on. how to do any of that. Yeah, we haven't set any of that shit up. We gotta figure that out. I mean, we're also kind of like. I can help you all out with that. Uh, if that's you really still want some a thing. Help. What iTunes? No, Is that's still a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Bandcamp. Oh yeah, a lot of people. Uh, Bandcamp's still, awesome. Yeah. Please keep doing that. By yeah, the way. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. Bandcamp has recently updated to where you can make a shuffle list. So like, I have you guys on my Bandcamp shuffle oh, list cool. along with Bailey and everybody else. Uh, yeah, I mean, all my local haunts that I buy. We put that first demo on Bandcamp. It's been up there what, since like what 17, 2017. Yeah. 17. So you guys need to put so, the new. Well, yeah, we're kind of like, in, well, we want to press it on record, so it's like, do we just release it? Because the idea is we're going to press it on vinyl and sell it whatever we can. I know it's going to cost a chunk, but I've never been on wax. and That's my you thing. Know, yeah. I've been in 15 bands doing this shit 25 years. I want to <laughs> put some shit on fucking vinyl, man. You know? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Well, at, but up until the meantime, like as we make new videos... Yeah. All the videos are the new recordings, and they all go to you. That's all going on YouTube, right? Yeah, so, everything. like, as we release a video, it's from the new album that we're gonna put out on yeah. vinyl eventually. Yeah, and, and then I, once the record comes out, we'll put it all out to stream for free and yeah. all that. Shit. Yeah, and like Ross said, he'll help you out. Like, once you get it, a UPC and you yeah, get sure. some different companies so there's, or whatever. And uh, there's no plans of re-recording or anything. You're just gonna take everything you have from the past and, and put it. Well, on we wax. re-record this the past couple three was it three years. That we yeah. spent recording these 20-something songs. Mm. We re-recorded the stuff from the old demo along with everything we've written, written since. Right on. So we've got like 23 recordings. God damn. Several of them are from... Well, the original six songs... The original six songs were from the first demo, but we re-recorded all those. Cool. Gravy, man. Fucking awesome. Yeah. We'll stay in touch, boys. Yeah. Awesome. I know you guys got to get to the show. We're going to close it up here. Yeah. I'm definitely down to come back and bullshit. God, this is fucking fun. awesome. I had a great time. Yeah. Paul? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I, I, just I wrote down. If you guys have a show in Baton Rouge, let's just chill instead of talking on these fucking microphones. Right. I said, yeah. I said, I, I got to get to know Paul a little bit better. I'm coming to the show. <laughs> I know these two little big guys. I can't make it tonight, oh, my friend. Man. I'm sorry. I hear you. I'm debating. I'm debating because I gotta sw- uh, I gotta swing you by. Should come. I gotta swing by and grab wife if I go. It's cool. Yeah. Wife's rock. Yeah. My wife's coming. Wife's rock. Is she? She's bringing my son, my ten-year-old. He was great. Shirt idea. Right there. Uh, all right. Oh yeah. This is this is the first time he sees us is tonight. Really? Yeah, shit. Yeah. First all ages venue. So he's been a ton to the practice, but yeah, he's the first time he gets to come to a gig. Yeah, you know? he's yeah. so excited. I know it's quite <laughs> a drive for you guys, but Mid City is actually a really cool joint. Man. I think you guys time. are going to enjoy the show. Regardless if Ross is there or not, <laughs> we <have a> good <laughs> sorry I can't make. We it. We always have fun. I might be able to you convince me to show up. Like if you have a bass for sale. Or something. Well, <laughs> Paul's be, got two bases in the band. Yeah, Paul's <laughs> got two of his bases here. The the venue has bases on the wall but they don't have the base <laughs> anyway <laughs> well thank you guys so much for being here man i really no do problem. appreciate you guys driving all the way to gonzalez before yeah, your show fun. This is it's awesome. fun <laughs> we're gonna sign off all right bye all right later <coughs> go check out more on all the stuff band camp youtube all that good shit and uh and we'll eventually s- they'll be on every other yeah yeah one we'll day y'all down the road later Yeah! Doesn't really matter. Let's go camping.